0: Welcome to Where Does Food? The Food History Podcast, where we podcast about the history of food. I'm your host, Tim.
1: What's up, you guys? I'm L.
0: And today we're talking about ice cream.
1: cream. I'm so hyped. I love ice cream,
0: dude. I also love ice cream. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. I think I agree with that. We have uh, that sick ice cream shop, Jenny's. Maybe you heard of it. Maybe you know? maybe you heard of it. Jenny's ice cream, ten out of ten. Empire. Yeah. So, L, on a scale. From one to thirty-one flavors of ice cream. It's <laughs> fucking Baskin Robbins in here, <laughs> Mister Baskin. Are you here? Uh, where you at? Where you out on that one to thirty-one? Huh? One to
1: thirty-one. I'm trying hard not to just go a flat-out perfect food thirty-one on this. You're not allowed to do that, actually. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna give it give us some space to grow, but I'm gonna give it a solid like twenty-seven.
0: This might be Elle's perfect food. Mine was pizza, and you know we Could might be, be on that number yeah. two here. Let's see. Let's see. All right. So I would just. Uh, Give a shout out to Laura B. Weiss. Uh, I read her book. This is what most of this information is. It's just, uh, it's called uh, Ice Cream, a Global History. So okay. if you guys want to read that, it's good. Um, and I'm just going to kind of walk through, you know, my narrative of the book, essentially. Okay. That's that's how I'm doing these episodes now. I'm just going. <laughs>
1: Hey, your uh, yes, yeah. Let's do it.
0: Um, all right, guys. So, ice cream. Let's talk about what it is, how it's made, what it does. You know, it's cold. It makes <laughs> you happy. Um, it's also typically it's a custard. If you don't know what a custard is, essentially you heat up cream or milk and you slowly add eggs at a certain ratio. Depending on the ratio, it doesn't matter. The more eggs, the richer it is. Less eggs, less rich it is. You add sugar.
1: Ah, okay. You typically sure add go.
0: sugar and you just keep it at a low temp. Some, some people just, like, double uh, boil it. So, like, it's not even on direct heat. Wow, okay. Yeah, so it keeps the heat off. And then the moment it gets thick enough, it becomes a custard. You pull it off the heat, um, and then it just kind of cools and firms up. Um, that would oh, be wow. a plain okay. custard. If you add vanilla, that's a vanilla custard. And so the act of ice cream is just adding flavor to your custard base and then freezing
1: Oh, wow. That custard.
0: And you would typically freeze it with movement or rotation, right? Because what that does is create a fluffiness and it creates a texture as it freezes, as opposed to becoming just a brick.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah.
0: So that's how ice cream is made. That's what ice cream is. Interesting.
1: A custard. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it's essentially just a custard and we're going to kind of go into how ice cream gets developed and where it started and the whole nine.
1: Heck yeah. Okay.
0: Guys, strap, you know, strap in, get your seatbelt ready. Get comfortable. Get you get in your booster seat. You know what I mean? <laughs> buckle up. Get your little get your little chest buckle going. You know what I mean? Little clip clip. Just real quick. It's got the two point system, three points contact at all times. You know what I mean? Get ready. Because we're going full speed ahead. <clears throat> we're in a DeLorean, baby. We're going back in time. Hey, I love that.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm ready.
0: How many more can I come up with? I don't know, but I I'm just so ready yeah. though. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the ad section. I'm here to tell you real quick about Anchor by Spotify. You may have heard us talk about Anchor at the end of our episodes. is because Anchor is the platform we use to distribute our podcasts. It's totally free. It helps us distribute our podcasts to different platforms. That's how we're on Apple Podcasts. That's how we're on Google Podcasts, CastBox, you name it. They've helped us do that. You can record directly on the app, on the webpage. They don't even need a super fancy setup. It's super straightforward, totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your podcast or whatever you like to do. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of the episode. All right, so ice creams beginning it starts with ice holy shit hey who Um, thought yeah so uh ice was expensive at one point in time interesting okay it's still kind of expensive i was
1: just like yeah (laughs) no but it was
0: like expensive it was like a you know it was a commodity yeah Yeah. no if you're a peasant you're not even you probably didn't unless it snowed you didn't see that shit and it remained that way pretty much until the 19th century oh wow okay yeah so it's it's pretty crazy so let's talk about our favorite people. Uh,
1: oh, no. Yeah.
0: So iced drinks. And I'm going to mention things that like aren't ice cream, but that's the point, right? The point is, you know, what caused us to get to this yeah. arena? And iced drinks are part of that. And they date back to Greek and Roman times.
1: Oh, of course. Like, like I, well, I shouldn't be surprised by this at all.
0: As, as you do. As you do. So to get ice, they would send laborers, slaves. <laughs> <to> <laughs> mountains. But yeah. To mountains. Well, they said la- like it says but laborers, in- right? We know. We know. We know. Slaves. slaves. Yeah. To mountains yeah. to gather snow. You don't get laborers what? to go do that. That's, that's slaves.
1: They <laughs> went to mountains yeah. to get snow. Wow. Okay. And
0: then they would store it where it wouldn't melt. Um so essentially wow. they would and I'll you know, I'll get to that. Sure. Uh Mesopotamia had ice houses. Cool. Uh, so that was roughly 4,000 years ago. So we can date ice houses back to that long. First ice box. Um, okay. Ice harvesting and storage uh, was a preservation method in China around 1100 BCE. Don't mind that. I was just kicking our mics around. Ice harvesting and storage was a preservation method uh, in China around 1100 BCE. This is kind of what they used to do to store ice in general. Okay. Uh, they used to uh, dig a hole about 10 feet deep, and they would layer it with reed uh, grass. So they would lay that down on the base, and then they would cover it with a thatch roof.
1: Wow, that's really cool. Okay. Uh,
0: Chinese people, Middle Easterns, uh, like they all knew of the endothermic effect that salt has on ice. Yeah. So... We're talking all the way back then. This is
1: so cool. Yeah. yeah that they that's un- blowing they, my mind right yeah. now.
0: And so I'm going to explain the endothermic okay. effect. If you've ever made homemade ice cream, if you've ever had the pleasure to do so, um, you, you typically you have a cylinder in the middle that you fill with your custard or your ice cream mm-hmm. mix. You may just buy like a generic ice cream mix. That's fine. And you would then fill ice around that, and then you commonly see people add salt right
1: you just like triggered some memories for me yeah Yeah,
0: and then if you're having fun with kids you'll get kids like roll the thing back and forth or if it's like a stand-up machine it'll like rotate itself or you'll rotate it whatever it is so what that ice is or what that salt is doing to the ice is the endothermic effect where it the salt concentration in the water doesn't allow it to freeze but it remains the temperature of ice. And so yeah. that's why salt water doesn't just freeze to oblivion whenever you're in the poles. Like, that's wow. why you have yeah. sheets of ice on top as opposed to, like, everything just being solid. Um, it's because the salt content is just simply too high. Wow. Okay. But it's it remains freezing and sometimes just below freezing, you know, 28 degrees Interesting. okay, lower. Um, and that will, you know, won't freeze. So they knew about that effect uh, in general. So they essentially. They 4,000 assumed- years ago. yeah um and so the tang dynasty which was 618 to 907 ace um are generally believed to consume the first sort of milk frozen milk thing wow okay yeah um so it was made with cow goat or buffalo milk uh it was fermented heated with flour and camphor uh so i had I didn't know what camphor was. I was, yeah, I was no actually No clue. Okay. So I looked it up and it's apparently a waxy substance that grows in an evergreen that's local. So it's bitter and medicinal. I mean, the, I I don't know what it tastes like, but when I read that I think like, oh, biting into a pine needle. That's <laughs> um, yeah, I was that's
1: um, pretty much what I thought as well. You that flavor. They would
0: add that that oh shit. They would add that to that for texture and then flavoring.
1: That's cool. Um,
0: okay. But yeah, it's also kind of gross. <laughs> hmm. No, but I get it. That's kind of neat. Um, so, ins- you know, they didn't have guar gums and things like that. Right. And they didn't necessarily make custards at- custard at the time. So, hence them using flour and different stuff like that oh. to create that sort of thicker texture. Yeah, so freezing Good. this item was done by putting it in metal tubes and then putting those tubes into ice pools. Okay. Which, wow. by the way, yeah. is similar to how you make kulfi. Yeah.
1: Oh, Yeah, so my goodness. they make
0: kulfi in a very similar way. I believe it's yeah. copper pipes that they do it in kulfi. Col- Maybe, maybe not. Don't I, hold I, me to that. Yeah, no. But they do put on. it in pipes and yeah, freeze it that way. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Yeah. So there's like a a, a story about, and I, I think this is kind of interesting how this sort of stuff happened. And we bring it up often in our podcast yeah. where it's <laughs> rich people laying claim to something. Yes. So another, uh, not necessarily another, just a popular story about the beginning of ice cream was a 14-year-old Catherine D. Medici brought it to the French when she married Henry Duke of Orleans, who would end up becoming King Henry II. Um, Wow. I put it in my notes. There's zero evidence for this.
1: Okay, yeah. No
0: evidence. Doesn't exist, not real.
1: (laughs) It's interesting you mentioned that name because of... The Medici also shows up in in some of my food research as well for taking uh, <laughs> yeah. food across Europe. So okay, yeah, yeah we'll go yeah. with that. Yeah. So it's
0: I, I, I we come across that so
1: much, absolutely.
0: Right? Where it's just like we always end up telling each other a story about how this rich fucker created yep. this, and then. Both of us was just like no, it no way. That's not. That did what was... not happen um, since medieval times. Middle Eastern countries enjoyed iced refreshments, and they were flavored with fruits. This is where sherbet comes from.
1: Yes. Okay. I'm so excited about this. Okay.
0: Yeah. So it's believed that travelers from that region brought it to Europe, and that's when sherberts became really, really popular. <laughs> So Europe just like, they clung on to it. They were like, wow, this is amazing. And I guess, yeah, I guess they never had like a frozen treat like that before. So that was new to them. So specifically Italians.
1: Oh, (laughs) yeah. Okay. This is great. That prompted my next question. Looks like you're about to answer it for me though.
0: Yeah. So Italians were known to be the best at making it. Okay. They took this thing, adopted it, and just started crushing it. So much so that one of our main characters, friend of the podcast, Nicholas... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Nicholas Odd I think is how you would say his last name. Mm-hmm. I apologize. <laughs> so he had a book in nineteen sixty two, and he advised his readers that the Italian style was the prescribed method for creating chilled and frozen liquid refreshments. That's how that's how much they, were they it.
1: made. The, yeah. They were the they were it. Yeah. You know?
0: So if you could read back then, and you read his book. <laughs> That's what he told you to do. That's a good point. Yeah, that's what he told you to do. So by the middle of the 17th century, again, ice still not available. Sure,
1: (laughs) okay. Not readily available. Not readily available.
0: Also sugar not readily available. Mm. You know, there's a lot of that stuff that comes into fruition. By the middle of the 17th century, a frozen dessert in Italy emerged from these drinks, from sherbet, and it's known as sorbetto.
1: Ah, okay.
0: Which is just sugar flavorings with Mm. ice or snow.
1: I'm for this, which Thank is you. close
0: to what a sorbet is. If you're wondering where we're going, so Antonio Latini. <laughs> uh, I love is, that. What yeah. rolls
1: off the tongue? Okay.
0: Yeah, he's considered one of the first people to write down a recipe for making sorbetto, and this happened in 1692. Okay. 1692. Um, it was called the Modern Steward. It was.
1: <laughs> Why did my brain like Martha? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was.
0: It was it, that's the English translation, by the way, if you were wondering. <laughs> So he described Naples as the hotbed for uh, Sorbetto. Go Naples. Latini also created a recipe for milk sorbet, and it was half milk and water cooked with candy citron or pumpkin.
1: I bet that would actually be really good. Yeah,
0: so he wrote that book, and then he also created this milk sorbet, um, and then he submerged that into a freezing mixture of snow and salt. (laughs) So most culinary historians dubbed Latini's milk sorbet as the first ice cream.
1: I will second that. I yeah. will second that. Based off of his methods, I agree with that.
0: So back to our boy Nicholas, who told everyone that Italians were the the, he the ish. Um, he would later add on to Latini's technique by stirring the mixture Ooh. as oh. it froze okay. to create the texture.
1: texture. Oh my gosh. We yeah. love Nick. Okay. It's coming I love it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so by 1775, a Neapolitan known as Filippo Baldini produced De Sorbetti, which okay. was the first book devoted entirely to the art of making frozen dessert.
1: Just it's like it's *Sorbetti*, okay.
0: Yeah, so this happened nearly, uh, like you know, a full, full hundred years, <laughs> 1692, 1775. So we're, oh my goodness, okay, moving yeah, through right. history. Um, one of England's first run-ins with ice cream was from an English lady named Mary Eels. And she was a confectioner to Queen Anne. And okay. her book, published in 1718, had a recipe for ice cream in it.
1: Good for you, girl. So we're just
0: setting up some of how ice cream is moving yeah. around. Some of its first entries into, you know, literature, things like that. So was
1: like the 18th century, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah.
0: So one of the, let's go to the USA. You said- um, one of the earliest Americans to consume ice cream was said to be William Black in 1700. Okay. Founding Father Thomas Jefferson tried ice cream during his 1784 to 1789 tenure as U.S. Ambassador to France.
1: Okay, fantastic.
0: So these are some of the first Americans to kind of get their, their mittens on uh, some ice cream. George Washington also loved ice cream. Our boy George.
1: He owned two
0: ice cream pots. Really? Yeah. Okay. And another early ice cream aficionado was August Jackson, a White House cook. And in 1832, he opened a catering business in Philly.
1: <laughs> Yo, okay. And
0: supplied the parlors with ice cream flavors. So, That's let's awful. jump let's jump ahead. Let's okay. get moving, all right? By 1859, 4,000 gallons of ice cream was produced in the US. 4,000? 4,000 in eighteen fifty. Gosh, you guys. Around 1843, Nancy Johnson received a patent for her mechanical ice cream making machine. Hey, Nancy. Yeah. Okay. So now we're getting into it. Now we we have machines. Yeah, okay. We all know what happens when machines get involved. You lose the means of production. (laughs) (laughs) Around the same time in England, Thomas Masters also helped take away the means of production by creating his own ice cream-making device. By the second half of the 19th century, manufacturers were churning out thousands of gallons of ice cream. So, in 1859, scoring. the U.S. was like 4,000 gallons. By the second half of the 19th century, we're pumping out thousands of gallons That's in general. That's absurd. Yeah.
1: We love ice cream.
0: Oh, we love it. It's an American pastime. <laughs>
1: an apple pie
0: it's a worldly pastime um all the way back to the Romans
1: <laughs> wait a second where's that in America
0: that ain't in America in
1: America all right
0: so in 1882 William Briar
1: hey wait like Briar william
0: Brier the like they got mr Briar like yeah
1: no way yeah. okay
0: William Briar so he opened up his uh first ice cream shop in philly cool okay and by 1918 the company is making more than a million gallons a year my mouth just dropped yeah it, it it's it's wild uh, the the production of ice cream just becomes so exponential and I, I i feel like i brushed past some of the early history but just like all that time they were just like developing these recipes and again right. like this stuff just wasn't available for people to make right so like the moment it started becoming available, like in recipe books and things like that, that's when it slowly started to become more available. Yeah. And we've done this enough to the point where, like, another way that food becomes available, and even though we rag on it, is these parties that yeah. these affluent people would have. Absolutely. Like, how do you think, uh, you know, how do you think Thomas Jefferson had it? You know what I mean? He was an ambassador, okay, right. he, he was a, a man of importance. And so he was probably at an event a, a in a venue. That happened to have it, yeah. There, you know. And so these things, like, they do take time to develop, and these are n- not to rush past some of that early history. It's just that, like, all that before like industrialization, it all right. just is slow, kind of moving, and it's a kind of a cherished dish as opposed to like absolutely an average consumed
1: dish, an everyday dish. Well, yeah, and I think it's so interesting too because I mean, at that point. It sounds like ice cream is one of the more the earliest mass produced food items to that extent compared to some things that we've seen throughout like the history that we've been doing that we've researched, honestly.
0: Yeah. Like what we've put forth. Yeah. You know. I but I think it's just because that process is again, it's a little bit more straightforward as opposed to like trying to mass produce potato chips, which inherently has an issue with like
1: the supply.
0: Yeah. Right. And and once we solve, which you know, we're kind of jumping around. I I, I am going to touch on how we solve the keeping issues of ice cream. Sure, obviously it melts, right? So like we Dairy solve product. once once, <laughs> once we solve that problem, that was it. We're good. Yeah, <laughs> we're still good. So wow. in eighteen, like I said, eighteen eighty two, William Breyer. Um, also around the middle of the nineteenth century, Italy was in the midst of an economic crisis. Solid. Yeah, so this led to the migration of Italians. This is a big flood of okay. Italians into America, which is how we get our Italian Americans, uh, which we love. They left. They're looking for financial opportunities. They're you know they're struggling. So some of these people made their way by selling ice cream as street vendors.
1: Okay. So it became like a it street was, food. Yeah, that's cool.
0: These street fan, uh, vendors became known as. Hokey pokies. You're kidding. Not kidding.
1: Hokey pokies.
0: Yeah. So let's kind of get into like why they're called hokey pokies. It's a bit fuzzy. Some believe it's an English interpretation of an Italian phrase, oce poco. Okay. um, For oh so little, which could reference the prices of their ice cream. So hokey pokies, the way they used to work is they used to be these little carts and they would hand you a thing like a little scoop of ice cream in a spoon you would eat it and it would cost you like five cents sure and you would eat it and then you would hand it back to them and they would keep that container wash it and that's how they worked okay yeah so there wasn't like disposable things like that you know it was nothing like that right yeah we're not even there yet right yeah so that's how that would that's how that would work
1: interesting okay that's very cool yeah
0: starting in the years post the civil war and into the early 20th century Um, that's known as the golden age of ice cream.
1: Okay. So didn't anticipate that.
0: Yeah. So I didn't realize there was a golden age of ice cream, but it makes sense because this is where things were made and invented. And what we kind of know as modern ice cream is in this era. Um, soda fountains were huge. I mean, That's almost like a whole other episode on its own, like soda, which is just a wild, wild thing. You know, soda fountains were a big deal, and they helped push ice cream. Ice cream cone, uh, that was invented. The ice cream sundae, um, the float, and the ice cream bar were all invented in this time frame.
1: Wow. Yeah. Really? Okay. I had no clue.
0: And by 1900, uh, drugstore soda fountains outnumbered saloons. They outnumbered bars. That is wild. Yeah. And then by the time Prohibition kicked in, the soda fountain gained even more popularity sure. and started to take up old bars. Wow. Yeah. That's how. There used to be a lot of transitions. Owners would just transition. They would just buy a soda machine and they would then hire a soda jerk and that would that would be That's it.
1: That's absurd. Okay.
0: Um, by the way, a soda jerk is a guy who makes sodas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a really big job. Um, and it was like an art almost. It was right, like, okay. imagine, you know, Tom Cruise and cocktail, but for <laughs> shit, but for floats and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you ever watch Cocktail, the obscure Tom Cruise movie?
1: <laughs> you brought that up. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So all that stuff was invented. And I just want to say that like a lot of the history of that stuff is super, Kind of fuzzy. Like, there isn't a pinpoint on the ice cream bar. Okay. It's just that, like, ice cream being dipped in chocolate and wrapped in foil became a thing. And then someone was like, let's put a stick in it. And that created the ice cream bar. So it went from Klondike to ice cream bar back to Klondike. (laughs) Love
1: me some Klondike bars.
0: Yeah. And the ice cream sundae, same thing. Okay. That was roughly in the 1890s. No, Everyone, like, any northeastern state lays claim to it. (laughs) <laughs> like it's just like, they're just like no. We created the Sunday. I mean, it's just whatever, you know. It, it it's it's obscure, it's lost to history, essentially. <laughs> okay, fair enough. However, the ice cream cone, as we know and love, yes, launched in 1904 at a world fair, a world's fair mm-hmm. in the city of yeah, St. Louis, what, Missouri. Okay. Although yeah. Wafers themselves can be traced back to you guessed it, the Greeks.
1: Oh my gosh! Why, and of course the Romans. Of course, of course, it yeah. Is. Because why um, wouldn't it
0: be? Yeah, the recipe for a wafer or waffle can be traced all the way back to them. Oh but my But the goodness. waffle cone itself was developed in 1904.
1: Shout out to them,
0: Greeks and Romans, man. They man. run the They run the world. Uh, yeah.
1: To <laughs> still to this day. To
0: this day. To this day. Especially the Romans. They're in us all a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, we're all a bit imperialist, aren't we? <laughs> a bit. By World War II.
1: <laughs> Imperialism, speaking of. Yeah, fucking A. Eh? What a transition.
0: <laughs> Ice cream production curtailed. Oh, no. Unlike the chip union that existed in America. <laughs> so hyped about that. Um, so upset. Yeah. Uh, they just they halted production. Sure, makes sense. Um, and it completely stopped in England. Oh, completely. wow. Completely. Okay. But we actually did use ice cream as a morale booster. So yes, something that happened was while foods weren't made in America for Americans, we okay. actually still used those resources for the soldiers in the war. That's where a lot of that came from. It wasn't all to just stop production to focus on like metal or sure. whatever, Okay, which I think sometimes People can get that crossed Absolutely. over, right? It's like yeah. we stopped all production to make sure that we produced like enough weapons. But like in reality, if we saw something that was important to like the cause, whether mm-hmm. it be for the soldiers or whatever it may be, that's what we want a production to go to. So makes sense. We would. So we didn't halt ice cream production necessarily, but we did halt it for the average consumer.
1: Sure, that makes sense. But it okay. was
0: like I said, it was used. Uh, For morale booster, booster. among soldiers. The U.S. Navy built an ice cream parlor. It they cost built. more than a million dollars.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And it what? could pump out 1,500 gallons of ice cream an hour.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Holy cow. Just
0: a little bit. Just so you know, I'm going to get on my high horse.
1: Get on the high horse, Tim.
0: So whenever anyone ever tells you that we just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not possible you remind them that in world war ii we thought ice cream is so fucking important to wow. soldier morale yeah. that we created a fucking parlor for a million dollars that could make 1500 gallons that's absurd of the sweet stuff an hour it's
1: absurd and it's like how much ice cream were they going through at that time bonkers it's like, they, like go back like Think go back to World War Two for context. Like a million dollars is a lot. That's so money. much money, man. So wow, okay, Jesus, That's absurd, but like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, got we it.
0: can't do it. We can't do it. We could never do it. Okay, buddy.
1: <laughs> Enjoy your ice cream. <laughs>
0: yeah. Post-war time restrictions were lifted. Yay! And ice cream saw a big boost in sales. Yay! By 1950, the U.S. consumed. 537 million gallons of ice cream.
1: My mouth is dry. <laughs> <laughs> what? That
0: is an insane amount of ice Assert cream. Amount of ice cream. The industry employed 80,000 people. And for a modern day statistic. I was about to say, right, yeah. For a modern day statistic, the world of ice cream today, the market is roughly worth $43 billion. That's up with a B. Yeah. Uh,
1: okay. I just want to read ice cream. Yeah. Like some flavoring and some ice.
0: That's it. It's a $43 billion industry, which, by the way, I got this statistic from a book that was published in 2009, so it's it's higher. It's definitely higher now.
1: Oh, man, dude. I had no clue that it was... I mean, obviously, it's a multi-million, but a multi-billion dollar industry, I had no idea. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. Yeah.
0: So, that's ice cream, man. Do you (sighs) have any questions on, on the history? I know we breezed over some stuff. Ice cream's for ice cream. And uh, you know some of that early history f- is uh, you know it's like I said, it's a little rushed but to be honest like I said that's a great book. It's called Ice Cream A Global History. There's a lot of little stuff. Sure. But it's, it's It's mainly just like names talking about recipes that kind of build right. on other recipes. Right. So it's just like I hit the I extrapolated kind of the bigger names that were mostly involved with getting the ideas out there.
1: Sure. How do you like, what do you think that thought process was? Like, you're the first person, like, you know what? Let's dig a hole underground. <laughs> there's some grass. Let's put some ice. We'll cover it. And you have an ice house. Like,
0: Yeah. And you just have ice there and then you're able to use it. Well, you know, I, I'm sure it deals with traveling, right? Like, I sure. mean, and I think about eating ice or ice cream. It, there's such a sensation to it, a
1: texture. And yeah. that was
0: actually uh, theorized, like, why ice cream just seems like it everyone seems to love it or it just seems like it's a phenomenon mm-hmm. essentially just how much americans consume it and just the the world that consumes it and like i that's a, a part of the theory is that like it's such a sensory thing yeah. like i mean it's you know it's the it's cooling and it has like a nice effect to it and it's almost numbing sometimes because it's so cold yeah. like so I, it's interesting, and I will mention also, custards, by the way, existed long before. Right, that... Long, long before ice cream did. Um, like, so the idea of taking a custard and freezing it is simply an application to a thing that existed for a long time.
1: Right. I mean, I won't lie, when you, we started out the origins, like, custard, and it's like, custard? But that makes sense. It's, yeah. It's right. right? Yeah.
0: Which... Yeah, if you have really good ice cream, it's going to be closer to that. Right. Um, obviously the industrial revolution comes with the caveat of adding a bunch of additives. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Sure. It, it, you know, let's add a bunch of stuff and, you know, make it hold longer. Sure. Keep its fluffy texture, things like that. I didn't mention it, but like, I, like ice at one point, before we created artificial ice, which, were, which was like early 1900s, like before we created artificial mm-hmm. uh, refrigeration, the ice industry was like a like uh, a multi multi-million dollar industry oh, sure. yeah. and it was just to like keep fresh ice and that was used to you know help freeze ice mm-hmm. cream and transport it and things like that so that was a whole nother thing that was involved with like the development of ice or ice cream sure it was just like first the machines came and then it was like um then they put us in the matrix and then <laughs> And then we developed to like the uh, ability to refrigerate and freeze, essentially, without ice. Uh, or, and, right. or we were able to also create ice. And that just...
1: That was it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, after that, okay,
0: now we have transportation down. Um, And then after that, it was like, okay, now we can put things in this to... Mm-hmm. to essentially, um, another thing that happened before time, right, sugar being uh, expensive or not available. Sure. And even earlier, like way earlier, right. sugar not... Be- That's where you get some of these additives. That's where like if you have Breyer's ice cream, it's kind of what happens. Breyer's ice cream is the ideal of industrial Mm -hmm. ice cream. It's fluffy, but it's not fluffy because of the right reasons, which is why it's not as rich as it would be if you got like a Jenny's. Right. Or okay, it's a great point. And Jerry's or something like that. Something mm-hmm. that is a little bit more traditional. That the cost kind of balances out. Sure, that yeah. makes sense.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I think another interesting point that I, thinking like in anthropology terms, I'm like, so it's just ingrained in our brains that ice cream is a morale booster. Yeah. Right. Like.
0: Yeah. I yeah. I mean, that's actually a really good point that I didn't even think about. I, you know, I sort of read it and just wrote it down, and I was like, yeah, that can make sense. But it does really make sense. I mean, think about think about being a you know a kid. Yeah, and that was the first thing
1: I thought about like early
0: 1900s, and there's just these hokey pokey's on the street, yeah. and you're just like, you know, you're playing your stick ball and <laughs> fucking That's working true. up a sweat in Hell's Kitchen, and then you go <laughs> again. You go to the the Wall Street district, which a lot of uh, early ice cream parlors and stuff were set up on the Wall Street. District. Interesting, had to blow yeah. steam somehow. Yeah, That's and great. so well. It wasn't developed yet. That that district didn't turn into the financial sector until later. But like early precursors were like ice cream vendors. Let's do it. This is wild to me. You go there now, it's void of joy. Void and of frozen wo- learning soul
1: in life. Um, yeah. No, well, also... Like, so it's just fraud. Okay. There. <laughs> so, Hokey Pokies are essentially just the earliest um, ice cream trucks. Yeah, I don't know right? if...
0: Yeah, I don't know if they're the the absolute earliest, but I do know that it was a big it was a big sort of wave of yeah. just like, oh, this is like life now because these immigrants came over and they and they they also set up pokey pokies in other parts of Europe. But sure. like just from the American standpoint, it was just a big like, you know, this is how we make money. Like yeah. this is this is one of those things. And then you also had the the point um where, you know, you had the White House cook. Let me pull up his name real quick.
1: I will mention, I think it's very interesting that uh, because Thomas Jefferson, his his other chef, Mr. Hemmings, um, because of Thomas Jefferson being able to be an ambassador in, in France, um, a lot of his slaves, let's call what they are, his slaves, um, part of his crew, they were able to learn a lot of the French cooking techniques and they were able to bring it over to the States. Oh, yeah. And that was what... oh. To your point, a lot of his people mm-hmm. were able to elevate American cuisine because of yeah. having those interactions.
0: Yeah, and again, August Jackson was August his Jackson. name. Um, Thanks, Mr. Jackson. Appreciate yeah. you, man. And like I said, you know, it's it's really cool. I mean, at eight thirty two, he's able to open up his own business. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really impressive. It's, like it's unheard
1: of when you think of yeah. the time. Yeah, and
0: it's uh, awesome. You know he he helped kind of spread that whole thing too, and and timeline wise those are all very close like they all that's a lifetime span essentially right okay like you would be able to live through both experiences wow um so i think that's yeah i think i I mean ice cream's it's insane like we it almost seems like from the fucking dawn of time goodness gracious how far (laughs) it goes back right like how far it goes back to people just wanting to eat ice (laughs) <laughs> like,
1: that's a good point i yeah. just want
0: that cold thing over there i want that cold thing over there in my mouth it's <laughs> like, too hot yeah oh, that's so, a great point yeah yeah i personally found um ice cream fascinating yeah where you at on okay. your score one to 31 you're at 27 I was at
1: 27 i'm gonna bump it up to 29 wow yeah. Twenty nine.
0: not a perfect food for not you perfect
1: food but like
0: what the hell is gonna get you there the industrial revolution know? kind of
1: <laughs> well the
0: industrial revolution is going to ruin everything if we're going off that i
1: know yeah you're right (laughs) but you know i'm just genuinely impressed with talk about foods over time but like ice cream was massively popular yeah and to your point earlier like shout out to the italians and gelato and perfecting that yeah um if you've never had gelato, please try it it's very different from ice very different from ice cream
0: what it's a again it's more traditional Mm -hmm. like it I think when most people think of ice cream, you're thinking of what you get in that pint.
1: Yeah. But honestly, if you've in
0: in this is gonna sound blasphemous uh, to anyone who makes like, oh god, traditional gelato. I think. Better than I just think that if you get any legitimate ice cream mm-hmm. from like just home makers and vendors and mom and pop shops. You're getting representatively what gelato is essentially. Okay, uh, okay, it's okay. Just I'll a, give you that because gelato is just a rich. It's just a rich and creamy ice cream. I mean, and, and it seems, and at the yeah. and at the time, you know, it especially when it was originated, it was based off of flavor and technique. But in modern age, it's just like you know what constitutes a gelato at this point and I think modern age does that in general yeah I think no, you're fair. you're allowed to to take something the and, lines a little bit yeah and and I don't think that's a disservice I think that's a a, a great thing to do I think it yeah. it allows for the most creative things yeah. to happen and it allows people to enjoy you know different stuff I yeah. mean imagine it, this is something we we take for granted is that is that our food supply chain man I mean, oh 100
1: dude yeah the ability to just have whatever types of food yeah no one available. in america
0: had like most people in america most people in america didn't have gelato no like yeah. until modern times when you could just go to go a somewhere. shop yeah and they sold gelato I don't know, man. It's just something it's to, it's just, yeah, it's just like, so fuck it if it's a gelato that has fucking different, f- like, Middle Eastern flavors and yeah. shit like that. And it's like, yeah, okay, gelato's not Middle Eastern, but like, why not fuse the two together?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So. For some reason, my brain is like, gelato uh, relates more to like fruity flavors. I don't know why my brain does that. And then with ice creams, it's, you know, your richer, quote unquote, chocolates and caramel. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I'm, again, we just explain how they're literally pretty much the same thing, but brain's yeah. like I don't know. I don't what, know why and, it does it.
0: And well we also like, you know, you go to certain shops and they call it custard. Oh um, yeah, that's true. Right. Like yeah. Shake Shack does custard shakes. Parents um, custard. Yeah. Yeah. And again, uh it's just it's almost like a declaration of like we're this is this is pretty much like this is ice cream. This is what yeah. we're doing. We're doing like the original inception. And it's like, cool, man.
1: I have a random question. Yeah. Um. So, wow. I just literally. Oh, what about soft serve? Do you anything about soft serve? Like, is there anything special? Like, why is it soft serve? Is okay. There... Yeah.
0: Soft serve. Dairy Queen. Um. <laughs> 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 yeah. No. Dairy Queen popularized soft serve. By okay. The way. So that. Um.
1: Not McDonald's. Interesting. Not McDonald's. Dairy okay. Queen did.
0: Um. And it comes from sort of soda shop ish okay. it, it It's that transition to like become like fast food roadside joints sort sure. of becoming yeah. popular because the american automobile was becoming really popular and will not we fucking regret that um no I'm kidding <laughs> I'm kidding american cars are great um so soft serve is essentially taking a um an ice cream base can be custard <sighs> typically it's not because it's cheaper to do like okay. it's cheaper to do like a like a milk uh, like a, a heavier milk base things like that sure. you're Makes what sense. you again traditional sort of industrialized ice cream yeah. bases are they're not as straightforward that's not to say that it's bad sure you know it pretty much any ice cream sandwich you've ever had is not made with like a custard right, it's okay. made with yeah. like <laughs> shit's made with normal ass like <laughs> guar gum ice cream <laughs> <laughs> no but you take that base and the idea is that you constantly churn it at okay. 32 degrees, and you just keep it turning. Interesting. That's okay. it, right? You never let it yeah. set. You never let it that freeze. Makes sense. And so when it comes out, it's very soft and, and delightful and okay. airy. Um, yeah. That's something I don't think people realize is when you're mixing something, you're adding air to it. No, right? that's a so great like point. Whipped right? cream, that's why it gets whipped, is because when you're whipping it, you're just throwing air in it, right? So as air gets in it, it's airy, it's airy. It's, air, it's fluffy, 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 fluffy. Okay. Because
1: I was yeah. wondering about that, because that's something of just talking to people about, you know their dessert preferences. And so that's something that people have brought up soft service with the texture, mm. which makes sense. Cause there's literally air being whipped into mm-hmm. it. And yeah. I'm sure keeping it at that constant de- yeah. degree. And, temperature. Again, yeah. and the
0: rotation is so important right. there. Um Whereas like with custard at Shake Shack, right. right we put the custard, mix, you put the custard mix into this machine that whips it and freezes it at the same time. And then it pushes it out and it comes out as you know, the, the, custard texture Mm -hmm. but then it goes and it sits cold and it sits into it sits frozen and then you can you get one extra day out of custard so you can let it kind of thaw and then redo it one more time and it'll still be quality okay um and then that's it right the moment you do it again it gets icy so like it's very and then you also kind of run into like food safety stuff but like (laughs) besides that you know, but, like, yeah, so you you do get some, you know, you get some leniency with, with all that. But okay. the the thing with soft serve really is that rotation. It's that constant. We don't let okay. it sit. You don't let it sit. You serve it while it's rotating. Right. There is no, like, all right, let's spin it. Now let's pop it in a freezer and it'll hold. And, you know, it'll it'll still have a good texture. It'll be rich and creamy sure. and nice. But, like, you know, the longer you let it freeze, the harder and the denser it gets. So,
1: Wow, okay. Yeah. I never no so, thought about that. That's yeah, interesting. So
0: if you ever get an ice cream that feels a little bit too firm, one, let it thaw a little bit and it'll be fine. It'll be chill. But also, it's just been freezing for a little bit. You right. know what I mean? It's just been really cold for a little long.
1: Fair. Absolutely.
0: So it's... It is ice cream. Ice. Yeah. So, it, so it's important to... That's why you don't see soft serve in stores. You know what I mean? It makes it's not sense. possible.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Not you can't put, yeah, that. yeah.
0: You can't put soft serve on a fucking pint of ice cream. Man. And you get it and it's like...
1: Could you imagine? You know?
0: Yeah, that would be disappointing. <laughs> have you ever had a halo top?
1: I have had a halo yeah, top. So yeah, so halo
0: top the way they get their texture is with air.
1: Oh. Yeah,
0: that's how they like that's how they do the whole thing. I that's how I they did. get like 280 calorie pints. It's just like 45% air. air. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that makes more sense No now. dig on them. I'm just no, saying. Yeah, was, absolutely. That's the
0: move. That's what they do. Yeah. That and like sugar alcohols, <laughs> you know. But
1: besides that, the sugar alcohol, but yeah, no I had no clue about the air thing. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Hey, if you're ever beating your eggs, beat the shit out of them. Get some air in there. Get some air in there. We're running long.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. We usually don't do this. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, guys, that's ice cream. That's ice cream. That's ice cream. <laughs> that's ice cream. Thank you. We popped up to twenty nine flavors. We're not at the full thirty one. Thirty
1: one, but we're close.
0: We're at twenty nine flavors. Tell us, uh, tell us what you're at on that. You know, let us know. Where are you at on ice cream? How many flavors do you give an ice cream? One to <laughs> 31. Don't go above it. Don't go below it. There's literally
1: 31. That's it.
0: Break your fucking knees. <laughs> <laughs> now, guys, you can find us. Uh, we're out there on the socials. We're at... Uh, we're on Twitter, at Where Does Food. I'm at Tim Hunt.
1: I'm at capital L, Chapo, with three underscores.
0: That's the one. Thank you. The 300 scores are between the L and the Chapo. Ah. Guys, you can just look at what it is in our descriptions. So, it'll be there. You yeah. can click on it. Yeah. You can also go to anchor.fm forward slash where dash 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 food, um, which is exciting. Very exciting. Yeah. So that's like home base, man. Uh, we also have, uh, you know, one to two bonus episodes every month. We have ad free episodes. <whistles> Uh, for a lowly five bucks a month man you get both of those things that's pretty sick it's a pretty big deal you should try that out maybe please <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we have that you can also go to com. we have a website now the <laughs> we website now pretty excited yeah it's pretty cool man yeah. uh you can go there we have all the episodes on there a little bit about us thing so it's fun you know exciting yeah, but uh, I would still say the main hub is Anchor. I, I would, I've got a limit. to that we're available. <laughs> <laughs> we're available everywhere that you listen to podcasts. Where really? do you listen to it? Cool, man. We're there. <laughs> and if we're not, we're available in like most of them. So <laughs> pick another one. You can you. figure it out, guys. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, Being smart. a hipster about it. <laughs> and I don't think hipsters are around anymore. Pretty sure that was my thing growing up. Yes. Yeah. Is there anything else? I feel like my no. intros are so concise now. You've
1: got it down pat. We got we just, hit the socials. It just
0: frustrates me. I think a little bit where
1: we can find us and our website now. So you actually added that in there too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're good, man.
0: Yeah. I know
1: you're getting too good at your job.
0: All right. Well, we drop episodes every Monday. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> no, guys. Uh, we'll uh, see you later.
1: Appreciate it.